Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is an extra episode we are having this week because there was a big fucking weekend of three big pay-per-views from two different companies. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do, uh, starting off with Clash at the Castle. And, uh, then Sunday they had, um, motherfucking goddamn... Oh, that one keeps... Oh, Worlds Collide and then All Out, AEW's All Out on Sunday, later on in the Sunday. So, uh, as of me recording this right now, I just finished... Well, I guess not just finished, but a few hours ago I finished uh, Clash at the Castle. And, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to do a review on it. I've been hyped up for that show for quite some time. And, uh, yeah, we're going to see if it lived up to the hype. It was a pretty hyped up show. There have been fucking tons of promos, tons of commercials, tons of fucking video packages fuck, hyping this show up. Uh, Drew McIntyre was uh, the chosen one for quite a while. He's the number one contender, and he was leading uh, the pretty good buildup to his fight with Roman Reigns. And, uh, yeah, uh, I guess there's only one way to start out, and let's just get into this fucking review. I just wanted to say, though, before we do get into it, I didn't mention it in the last podcast uh i did finish watching the g1 climax i didn't watch like every single match because it's a lot to take in and on top of aew and wwe shows there's no way and i watch impact uh there's no way that i was going to be able to watch all of the g1 climax it's uh it was my first one that i tried to watch and i watched quite a bit of it i'd say like one third of it i watched and uh yeah i got a little bit more familiar with some people um yeah, the finals ended up being Will Ospreay versus Okada, and uh, honestly, I thought it was going to be Will Ospreay 100%, but uh, for the fourth time, Okada is the G1 Climax uh, champion, winner, whatever uh, they call it, but uh, congratulations to Okada. Now, some people are kind of groaning and grumbling a little bit about the fact that Okada kind of wins everything. He's their ace over there. He's the main guy. He's the... He's the virtually the John Cena over there for them. And, uh, yeah, he does win a lot. You know, so him winning a four G1 Climax tournaments is kind of a lot. Uh, I don't, I can't, I don't think anyone's uh, even close to that. I have no idea. I'm not very familiar with uh, New Japan. But I, I have heard grumblings that people are a little bit sick and tired of Okada and, like, kind of disappointed that uh, Osprey didn't get the victory. I'm I'm a little disappointed just because I'm a huge fan of Osprey, uh, a lot more so than Okada. I like Okada, but I haven't seen a whole lot of his matches other than maybe uh, six or seven of them, and then the one or two of the Kenny Omega matches, which that was my introduction, and yeah, I was like, okay, this guy's pretty fantastic. And I think I do recall him, uh, that brief moment he was in uh, Impact or TNA where it just did not work out. But anyway, it's something different. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy my uh, first uh, step, my first dip, my first foot, my first toe, whatever the fuck, into the water of the G1 Climax. is really good. If you are a fan of wrestling, it's uh, it's a lot of good wrestling. Like, I don't, I From what I saw, everything was really good. Uh, I wasn't sitting there, eyes glued to it the whole time. I was playing some video games and shit while I was just had it on the background, so I wasn't fully invested in it. But if you're looking for more wrestling, dude, and uh, yeah, the G1 Climax, there's a ton of content there. They do, like, I, I think it was over the course of, like, four or five weeks, and it was virtually, I think there was a show, like, five or six of the seven days every week, and each show was, like, three hours long, and it was just, like, a lot of really top-quality wrestling. So, yeah, if you're looking for something, G1 Climax, highly recommended that. I really enjoyed it. Maybe next year, uh, next time they have a G1, I don't know if it is every year. I imagine it is. Maybe I can do a review on it or something. I don't know. That would be a 
mighty task, so I don't know. I'm not going to commit to that one. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I will definitely uh, watch it again next year. Okay, let's get to the fucking reviews. God damn it, that was enough uh, time wasted. So, let's get to it, baby. Clash at the castle. It is time. We are in Cardiff, Wales, in the outdoor arena. Uh, they're claiming that over 60,000 people are in, ten are in attendance tonight. I don't really listen to the numbers. Like, I, I, you know, they're always wacky, but, you know, whatever. There's a shitload of fucking people here, okay? And it's in Europe, uh, UK, Cardiff, Wales, uh, I haven't been there in a really long time. Every time uh, they go over there, I always recall uh, every time SmackDown or Raw would go to London, it was basically uh, a, a pay-per-view, an extra pay-per-view on, on the year because uh, they would go all out, you know, add extra stuff onto the stage, more props, bigger bigger matches scheduled for their, uh, <clears throat> their appearance in London and stuff. And it was always a really good show. I would say that, you know, when they go over to Europe, it's bigger than when they go to Canada because... It's crazy over there, dude. They have a huge like. I'm not no no disrespect. I'm Canadian and I I give respect to the Europeans, uh, especially after watching this pay per view. They really you know I thought we did good in Toronto, even though you know we didn't have fucking sixty thousand people. Maybe it'd be a different story if we did have a sixty thousand people arena in Toronto and had a show there. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, the crowd tonight is basically the highlight of the show. They were fucking phenomenal, uh, all, however many of you were there. But um, there was one show on the pre-show, uh, or sorry, one match on the pre-show, Madcap and the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy and Austin Theory. Kind of a shame that these guys were on the pre-show, considering the show is over three hours long, and there were so many video segments. And, like, I, that's one thing I have to complain about. Is the setup of the of the way that they do uh, pay per views is like, um, they do like they have the pre show right, and then the whole pre the whole point of the pre show <clears throat> is that they get you all set up, all caught up on all the storylines, everything that's been happening leading up to their matches tonight, and at the 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 what the fuck do you call it? The pre show is like a fucking hour long, or sometimes more, like depending on the event. And you, that gets you fully caught up, and then they literally, once the show starts, they replay all those videos again right before their matches. And that just, like, overall that adds, like, I don't know, maybe a solid 25 to 35 minutes extra wasted time that they could have easily squeezed this match in. And it was a really solid match, man. Like, I didn't score it, <clears throat> but it was a solid match. I did take notes on it. Uh, so, yeah. Madcap just barely gets the fallaway slam off on Otis. Damn near crushed himself. <laughs> like I thought that's what was what the spot was gonna be. Like Madcap picks him up, picks up Otis, and then Otis just like kind of falls. Like they fall back, and he just kind of crushes him. But no, he gets off the fallaway slam. But it was like close call. So maybe giggle. Wicked spot on the outside. Profits hit a blockbuster power bomb, which takes out everybody. Oh my God! Montez hits the splash for the victory. That was a thumbs up. Like that that splash. <clears throat> blockbuster powerbomb combo on the outside really fucking cool spot and uh obviously the the profits getting the victory here kind of getting the crowd all hyped up they were pretty good they the crowd was already you know getting ready they're they're obviously very uh anxious to get the show started and just see some wrestling so really good it was a fun pre-match show man like easily could have been uh, on the main card uh, it, it just you know i understand that they have to have pre-show uh, or dark matches or whatever stuff like that but you know to have street profits they're so damn good and stars like madcap and theory all in alpha academy all things that you you know you want it would be nice to have them on the main show but you know how it is 
make like I said, makes me a little sad that they're on there. Uh, Dawkins continues to impress me. He improved a lot since his debut, man. Like at the beginning, uh, everyone was like, "Oh my God, <clears throat> Montez Ford, he's so fucking good." Oh, Dawkins, he's oh he's he's definitely not not going to be the the main guy on this one. It's all about Ford, Ford, Ford. And over the the last few years, like a Dawkins has cut down weight. He's gotten a lot better. Uh, more muscle. He's much better in the ring. Uh, he wasn't bad at the beginning, but compared to Ford, like Ford is so athletic. But Dawkins really has uh, improved quite a lot. So just shout out to Dawkins, man. You're doing great, man. All right, now to the main show. No more pre-show. Starting it off with the six women tag match: Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss, uh, and Oscar versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. Uh, honestly, going into this, I didn't think it would be all that good because of just the wet fart that was the the Oscar Alexa. Their six man, their six woman tag uh, on I think it was Raw. It was terrible. I hated it. It was just a squash match. It was just pointless waste of time. But anyway, crowd is absolutely fucking electric. Doing the soccer chants, I guess whatever fucking sounds awesome, dude. Uh, you know how the Europeans do their chants. It's freaking incredible. Thumbs up for that. Oscar and Bliss do a superplex off of Bianca's back. Uh, sounds cooler than it looked. I don't know. It was just like Bianca was just kind of, I don't know. It didn't didn't really work. I it was kind of weird looking. Didn't make any sense to me. Crowd hot for the Gorilla Press by Bianca. Triple team move by B by Bailey and crew. And Bailey pins the champ for the victory. My goodness. Uh, this was a good opening match. The crowd was absolutely excellent. Eating up absolutely everything they did it was awesome thumbs up for that wrestling was solid team bailey were working as a team better than team bianca which ultimately uh, led to bailey pinning bianca gonna give this one a 7 out of 10 this was a good opener a uh, great way to kick off the show especially like the crowd was just fucking going crazy it was awesome and you could tell that all the women were just you know eating it up themselves like it's been a you know, they haven't been to Europe in a long time. Some of them have probably never wrestled on on a stage this big in Europe, and they're just eating it up. Just electric crowd. Bailey with a huge pin victory over the champion, so uh, that should be uh, big. Uh, next up for uh, should be a she's up for the next title shot up against Bianca. I don't know how. I don't know what the fuck. I just I think I just had a little minor minor stroke saying that sentence. Uh, I'll just move on past it. Fight through it. Tyson Fury is in the crowd. This dude is fucking awesome. Um, if you don't know who he is, he's basically the best boxer in the world. He's a massive heavyweight. He's a really big, funny personality. Uh, just look him up on YouTube, man. He's a great guy. <clears throat> and he's a wrestling fan. He's been here before. I think I can't remember if it was WrestleMania, but he's been in. Uh, w he's been here in WWE before. Bret Hart is also here in the crowd. Very nice cheer for him. Fucking thumbs up for that. Nice to see Bret Hart. Intercontinental title match up next. Sheamus versus with the Brawling Brutes going up against the champion Gunter. He's out there with Ludwig and fucking Giovanni Vinci, baby. Uh, he used to be the in, uh, in Imperium. He left. And uh, I guess now Imperium is whole again because Giovanni, I, I guess, is back with them. So thumbs up. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. Like I, like I said, I wanted the gimmick change, so I guess I got it. But as long as we get to see Giovanni uh, continue to do what he's been doing in the ring uh, lately on NXT, I'll be happy. So Imperium and Brutes go at it while Gunter and Sheamus just stare each other down in the middle of the ring. Just an absolute badass looking moment. Thumbs up for that. Gunter beating the absolute fuck out of Sheamus, dude. Solid kick right in the head. And of course, 
tons, absolutely tons of meaty chops. Oh my god, thumbs up for that. That's just, mm, ah, it's right up my alley, baby. I love it. Literally, sweat is flying off of Seamus after every brutal chop, like like out of a fucking uh, Gatorade commercial, like the just whack, and you would see the freaking sweat beads just flying off. It was incredible. Loved it. Thumbs up for that. Really, really like the way uh, they were able to get the crowd behind Seamus in this match because they're both heels, right? And uh, just the way that Seamus was getting beaten down, and uh, he wasn't, you know, he was he kept getting up, taking more and more, and the crowd just got behind him because like he's a battler. And he's European, but Gunter is too, so, like, they knew someone had to, you know, someone's got to be the cheer, uh, get cheered in this, and they, they, I love the way that they're able to get the crowd behind uh, Seamus, is what I'm trying to fucking say. Real wet fart of a powerbomb from Gunter, uh, really surprised. Uh, yeah, he didn't get that powerbomb off very nicely at all, I'm gonna have to give that one a thumbs down, because, uh, yeah, just really not good at all. Gunter, though, uh, comes back, uh, saves up for that one, blasts Sheamus with a wicked clothesline for the W. Holy shit, dude, yeah, this one lived up to the hype that I was going into. Uh, what a fucking brawl, dude. Sheamus' chest took a serious shit-kicking. That thing was red, literally after the first chop. And he took a solid, like, I don't know, 22 more, like, re absolutely ridiculous amount of chops from fucking Gunter. And that guy has some of the nastiest chops in the biz, so, yeah. Uh... Good luck with uh, your chest tomorrow night, or tomorrow, Seamus. I feel bad for you. Crowd was fucking absolutely awesome. Really got behind Seamus, even though he's a heel. So, again, just great storytelling. Great great job uh, getting the crowd behind uh, Seamus here. Gunter looks like an absolute beast, and so does Seamus, man, because uh, he just wouldn't stay down. Just kept taking fucking sh chop, uh, chop after chop after chop. Uh, this is my kind of match, man. I'm giving this one a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, crowd gives Sheamus an absolutely massive standing ovation. You know, he's standing in the ring all by himself, and they give him a massive, just, oh, great ovation, thumbs up. Great, great class from the uh, from the European crowd here. <clears throat> SmackDown women's title match, Shayna Baszler versus Liv Morgan. Oh, God. I was not looking forward to this match at all. I'm just not a fan of Liv Morgan. If you're following along with this podcast, I say it every time. Don't like her, and I'm ready to move on from her. I predicted that she was going to lose this match, so let's find out what happens. Liv moves slowly around, delivers a wet fart of a knee. Just absolute fart. Uh, thumbs down. Shayna works the injured arm of Liv for most of the fight. Liv hits Oblivion for the W. Uh, fucking lame, dude. I'm ready for Morgan to be done as champ. Uh, all her offense is light as a feather. She can sell offense good, though. Like, not saying she's she's not all around terrible, but every time she does a move, it just doesn't look... A, it just looks like it's light. It doesn't look hard-hitting at all. All of her offense, like, every move that she does just looks light and crappy. Uh, but she can sell pretty good. Uh, but I don't. I just don't like the champion getting their ass kicked, man. All the time, she just gets her ass kicked, and then the last second she gets the win. And oh, they like to call it the gutsy win, but no, that's bullshit. Like I had to watch Rey Mysterio go through a championship uh, reign like that the first time he won the title, and then I just witnessed him literally get the shit kicked out of him week in, week out, and get off these you know kind of gutsy out of nowhere wins, and like that gets really stale when you know he's supposed to be the champion it's okay like once in a while but if that's the gimmick <clears throat> for all your matches it sucks so yeah i did not like this match i'm giving it a four and a half out of ten boo live morgan thumbs down don't like it sorry Rey mysterio and edge with dom versus judgment day with rhea ripley up next 
Edge comes out. He's rocking a mask that's fucking sweet. Thumbs up for that. Uh, he does take it off, though. He doesn't wrestle the whole match. My wife was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> you're gonna wear that mask. You better keep that thing on. Crowd is super hot for Edge. Uh, they are singing Edge's song in unison. It's fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that. Uh, Priest, with the ultimate disrespect to Edge, he throws his gum at him. What the fuck is that about, dude? What a sick fuck. Damien is crotched on the barricade on the outside, and his selling is absolutely hilarious there. Uh, had me giggling. I'm giving that a thumbs up. Good job, Damien. Edge hits a fucking 619. Not as good as Rey Mysterio, but fuck yeah. I just... God damn it. I did not... I don't, I don't know if he's ever done that, but I... And more than likely, he has, but... I haven't seen it in a long time, so fucking, I pop for that. Thumbs up. Huge spear to Priest through the ropes to the outside. Holy fucking shit, Edge. Be goddamn careful. Uh, holy shit chance ensue, and got a holy shit out of me as well. Thumbs up, Edge. And then Edge out of nowhere later on in the match absolutely obliterates Finn Balor with a spear for the W. Wow. Fucking good guys got the win here. Kind of thought Judgment Day was going to get the win, but fucking woo! That's a good-ass match, man. I really liked it. Crowd was absolutely insane for Edge, dude. Like, they didn't even give a fuck that the other Hall of Fame, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio, was there. Like, even Rey was just like, he knew that the Edge was, like, Ed, the Edge. Uh, the crowd was really hot for Edge, and he just, like, gave, like, tagged in Edge. He just, and the crowd just went, ex just exploded, and Edge and Rey Mysterio just, like, Moved over to the side because they knew, like, this crowd was here for fucking Edge. And goddamn right. Uh, he and Edge were awesome in this match. Uh, the old friends hug in the ring. Absolutely awesome moment for literally my two favorite wrestlers of all time. Giving the match a 7.5 out of 10. And then fucking Dominic and all them, they're hanging out in the ring. And I fucking called it, dude. I fucking called it. And no, I'm not, I wasn't just going to call it at every single pay-per-view until it happened. I called it for SummerSlam. It didn't happen. And then I called it for this one because I felt, well, this is a really big moment that could happen. And it fucking did. Dom sends Edge to Dick Kick City. And then Ray tries to calm Dom down. But Dom attacks his own poppy. Fuck yes. It finally happens. JD, Judgment Day are fucking just laughing hysterically on the side. I was, I was, I was loving that. That was so funny. Oh snap. The gun has finally been fired on the heel turn for Dominic. Let's go. Finally. Looks like Dom is going to be joining the Judgment Day more than likely. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see where this is going because uh, what he's been doing has been junk. So let's just see where this goes. See, see what, see if he fucking can do something good with this. See if he can turn this into gold. I'm just happy that it finally happened. I, you know, I don't like seeing Edge and, and Rey Mysterio get get beaten up like that. But um, I'm just happy that uh, finally Dom is gonna turn heel. And uh, I'm expecting like what I want out of this is uh, a mask versus I don't know like a, a career. Uh, versus, I don't know, for something. I don't know, Ray wants something. He just wants uh, his son back. And for, for that to happen, he has to beat Dom. And Dom, what Dom wants is Ray Mysterio's mask and his career. And then fucking, you know, if, if, if this is going to be the end for Ray Mysterio, he's going to put his son over in an incredible match. And he's going to give, you know, Dom is going to win the mask off of Ray Mysterio's head. I think that would be such a fucking cool thing to happen. So that's what I want. What do you guys think is going to happen? You fucking tell me, goddammit. All right, up next, Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. These guys have had uh, a long-standing uh, rivalry for the last, like, month or so, possibly longer than that. Uh, Riddle got a little hurt in the middle there, a uh, little middle in the Riddle, uh, got a little injured in the middle there. 
But uh, they were still talking shit, you know, all throughout. And it started getting real uh, last week there where uh, Seth Rollins brought up uh, Matt Riddle's uh, legitimate divorce. And like, oh, your fucking, your fucking wife left you and your kids want nothing to do with you. It was fucking awesome. Uh, anyway, let's start off with this match. Seth wearing his little devil outfit. I don't know what the fuck that was. Uh, I was laughing. Thumbs up for that. Uh, looks like he might have raided his wife's closet. If you didn't know, he's married to uh, Becky Lynch, so uh, she has a wide array of clothes in her wardrobe. I don't know if these these two have just like a unisex wardrobe where they just wear all their own clothes because they could just, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. <clears throat> crowd, uh, crowd absolutely loving Seth's music, chanting it all throughout the match. You know the oh, like. Even though he's a heel, like, his music fucking rules. Even though I personally liked his old music better, this one is a really good uh, alternative. But I still like the original music. This one, this one's really good, though. It's a lot more crowd-friendly. Especially for those European crowds. Oh, my God. They, they're just eating it up for breakfast. Seth going for a top rope move. Seth slips off, but they recover nicely. So, not going to dock any points off of that. They did, he did slip. I caught that. Superplex by Seth. He pops up, but fucking Riddle delivers a fisherman buster instead. Uh, thumbs up for that. That was a really nice twist. Rollins with a clean shot right to Riddle's mouth and nails him uh, with a pedigree. Uh, my, my. <clears throat> Seth orchestrates the crowd to sing his music. That was just a really cool visual. Uh, you could just see the crowd like going absolutely crazy and Seth doing his thing. Just love that, love that visual. Thumbs up for that. Rollins with a stomp. My cats are fighting viciously on the outside. You know, they get really into the wrestling. They like to fight after we watch wrestling and when we're watching wrestling. And when we're not watching wrestling, they just like to fight. Anyway. Rollins with a stomp, then another stomp off of the top rope. My God, they're really going at it out there. I might have to go out there and separate them. Hey, hey, God damn it. Oh my goodness, I'm going to have to pause. They are just being absolutely... You guys are ruining my podcast. Goddamn cats, I tell you. <clears throat> fucking, I get up to go separate them, and then they run upstairs. Like, oh, this is so such a fucking classic cat thing to do. God damn it. Okay, where the hell was I? Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, very good. Uh, Rollins with the top rope. Okay, okay. Rollins with a stomp, then another stomp off of the top rope for the victory. This was a very good match. Lots of near falls and back forth, back and forth momentum. Uh, Seth getting into Riddle's head was good stuff. I really like this match, man. I'm gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, Could have been way better though, man. If the match was uh, no rules or our last man standing, anything like that. If it just had some fucking blood. Oh, like you can't have a good grudge match without fucking blood. Uh, just bring back the blood. WWE. I know you, Triple H, you fucking love the blood, so it's gotta come back at some point, dude. WWE Undisputed Universal Title Match, Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. It's fucking time, dude. Uh, you know, it, I felt like, uh, even though this fucking show was not short by any means, uh, I feel like, if, like I said earlier, if they just squeeze out some of that crap, all that extra uh, stuff, you know, if you're watching the fucking, if you bought the, the pay-per-view, if you pay for WWE and all that crap, I think you would know the bare minimum of the storylines and you don't need all, like, the, the 5 to 10, sometimes 15 minute long fucking video segments. Like, I'm not, like, they're fucking badass. They're awesome. Great production and shit, but the fact that they show them on SmackDown, they show them on Raw, they show them on fucking every freaking show, they show them on the pre-show, uh, the same video packages that we've already seen, like, it's just a waste. With that extra 35 minutes, you could get... Two extra matches on the card. I'm just saying. Fuck. 
Okay, so here we go, baby. It's the fucking main event time. This is the one. This is the one I've been waiting for. Are they going to pull the fucking trigger for Drew McIntyre? Is he finally going to end the literally two-year-long reign of Roman Reigns? He has been the champion for two years now. Oh, my God. Is it finally going to come to an end? Uh, if you've been a WWE fan for a long time, you may know that the home... Home field advantage usually doesn't bode well for anybody. Uh, they, they tend to just not give the crowd what they want. Hometown people tend to not win. So uh, here we go, man. Uh, crowd is hot for Drew McIntyre. Of course, dude. Like, who cannot be in love with this guy? Roman is all alone for now. I was a little surprised that, you know, no, no one came out. No Usos. No Sami Zayn. No Paul Heyman. Nobody. Just Roman Reigns. Karrion Cross is watching the match in the crowd. He throws a water bottle or some shit at Drew. Uh, Roman asks for a mic mid-match, tells the crowd to acknowledge him, draws massive fucking heat from the crowd. I was dying. It was so fucking funny. Thumbs up for that. Great job from Roman. Uh, but he takes too long. And Drew spears Roman through the barricade, tries a claymore, but eats a spear near fall. Holy fuck. Thumbs up. Ref down. We got a referee bump. He's down, and Austin Theory runs down. Oh my god, he's gonna cash in his money in the bank briefcase. Nope, he gets absolutely decked. I mean, fucking decked by a punch from Tyson Fury. And uh, a punch from Tyson Fury, one of the best fighters in the world, if not the best fighter in the world, at least the best boxer in the world. That's gonna hurt. So, uh, fucking theory may have very well be knocked out legitimately here. I was giggling like a little schoolgirl. Thumbs up for that. Uh, Claymore from Drew. He wins! But no. Motherfucking Solo Sokoa, the real third Uso, pulls out the ref, reigns with the spear, and he fucking wins. Motherfucker. Curse you, Solo Sokoa, you motherfucker. I was like, oh shit, it's one of the Usos. I thought it was like Jimmy, but no. It's the fucking goddamn Solo Sokoa. He's, uh, you know, everyone, it's not that big of a secret that he's an Uso. Uh, he's a cousin or whatever, bloodline, whatever. But he's been on NXT, and I guess now he has legitimately joined the bloodline here at the worst fucking time. Ruins it for freaking Drew McIntyre. And the reign of Roman Reigns continues. Holy shit. I am actually a little bit shocked that they didn't pull the trigger here for Drew McIntyre. Uh, Jesus. Uh, after Dr uh, Tyson Fury enters the ring and he shakes hands with Roman. Uh, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Regardless, if I feel uh, if I feel the wrong man won tonight, the match was freaking great. Crowd, without question, was the star of the match. Without them, it, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good. Like, it, it would have been an, a good match at best. Because uh, it, it did, like, it was a long match, but the pace at the beginning was slow. And without a hot crowd, it would have been crap. Uh, slow pace at the start, but Drew and Roman were working that fucking hot crowd so goddamn well, dude. Like, it, everything just worked. Like, didn't matter if every punch. Ooh, ah, the crowd was fucking awesome. Hard hitting. Told a great story. Lots of near falls, and uh, the match was at least well over 30 minutes, and the crowd was into it the whole way, and me too, man. Like, I was drawn in the whole time. I, I loved it. The crowd was so good. I'm giving this one an 8.5 out of 10. And uh, if Drew won, man, uh, it would have been, been a fucking higher score. I would have given it a 9 out of 10 because I think the explosion of that crowd with Drew McIntyre winning would have brought this up to a 9 out of 10 and possibly a match of the year candidate. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, after Fury comes into the ring, tells Drew he should be proud of himself. Fury busts out fucking singing American Pie out of nowhere. Um, I love that song, so I'm going to give that a thumbs up. The crowd's singing along. 
Drew talks to the crowd. They sing some more fucking awesome stuff. Like, um, Jesus, man. Um, just kind of like a little party there. And Drew just saying, like, sorry you couldn't get it done. Uh, it was a sweet little moment. You know, it got everybody happy and a good mood. You know, he can't send the crowd home, you know, with a wet fart of Roman winning. And, and Tyson Fury, you know, uh, basically why he shook Roman's hand is that uh, he was basically uh, paid Tyson Fury to make sure that no one was cashing in on him. So that's why he took the... He, yeah, he took out, uh, Austin Theory is his name, I was, holy fuck, I was trying to find that name, anyway, uh, Drew, uh, singing to the crowd was really cute, giving that a thumbs up, first and foremost, though, the Wales crowd tonight, absolutely fucking incredible, first star of the show, for sure, they are the best, without them, like, they made this, uh, that, like, so much, like, uh, with, without them, it would have lost a whole point, maybe a point and a half, with this crowd, they added so much to this whole show, uh, crowd made all the matches better, except for the Liv, Liv uh, Morgan and Baszler match. You know, I don't think anything was going to make that trash good, but uh, I really enjoyed the show overall, man. Clash of the Castle lived up to the hype in my books. Going to give this one an 8 out of 10. Great show. Great job, fucking Cardiff, Wales. Uh, fucking so happy that you guys got your show back. Me as a Canadian, I got my show back for the first time in three years, so I, I know what you guys were probably feeling there. And uh, you guys were fucking incredible. You made me, you make me bow down to you, uh, Cardiff, Wales. You're much better than my Toronto, Canada, uh, Scotiabank crew. But maybe if we get uh, 60,000 of us Canadians in a building somewhere, we might be able to match you. So uh, can't wait for that to happen. All right. So uh, I really enjoyed the show, man. What do you guys think? Did you watch Clash of the Castle? If you're listening to this, I imagine you did or, or, or something. Or anyway, uh, what do you guys think of the show? I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Alright, and on to the next show, we got Worlds Collide, this is NXT's show, it took place on Saturday, um, yeah, and it kicks off with Ricochet versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick fucking Williams, this is for the NXT North American Championship, honestly, crowd was, uh, loving the train, the chain wrestling at the beginning, and so am I, uh, thumbs up for that, solid kick to the side of the head of Ricochet, oof, I mean, this was a really stiff weekend, okay? Like, there was a lot of kicks in the face, punches to the face, falls on the head, and, uh, yeah, just one of the very many kicks to the head. Uh, ricochet, goddamn. Uh, both men springboard into each other. Holy shit, chance take place after that. And, yeah, that was a solid collision, man. Just fucking wham, right into the middle of the ring. They both collide, fall to the middle of the ring, and they're just laying there, crowd just loving that. And so did I, giving that a thumbs up. Ricochet has the match won, but Trick saves Mello. God damn you, Trick Williams. Ricochet dive kicks Trick to the depths of hell. Oh my god. Dude, he kicked him so good. He went flying. Like, I think he went flying right into the friggin', um, what do you call it? The, the barricade? The, 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 the steel ones? You know what I'm saying? Made me giggle, giving that a thumbs up, because that was a hell of a kick, hell of a sell by Trick. Friggin' front kick right in the face of Ricochet. I mean, whoa, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Just like a Anderson Silva front kick to the face. Thumbs up for that. And uh, Mello able to catch Ricochet in a roll-up and gets the W. God damn it. Wanted Ricochet to win, uh, but wow, this was a great match, man. Uh, great way to kick off the show. Uh, the bar was set very high uh, with this match. Uh, stiff fight, fast-paced. Unreal selling from both men. I'll even give that one great sell for Trick Williams. Good job. Lots of close calls. Minimal interference from Trick Williams. You know, he did obviously get in there, but it wasn't like overbearing. So it's just the right amount of interference. I really like this match. Eight and a half out of ten. Great match. Great kickoff match. Thumbs up. 
Next up, we get the four-team elimination tag team match to unify the NXT and UK tag team titles. Holy fuck. So we got Pretty Deadly versus Gallus versus the Creed Brothers versus Briggs and Jensen. So Briggs and Jensen, the UK champions. Uh, Creed Bros, the NXT champions. So let's get into this match, baby. I was really excited for this one. I love, absolutely love elimination matches. I just, they don't use them enough. Uh, mostly, I feel, in the WWE because of Survivor Series, because that's the whole gimmick of Survivor Series. You know, five, five teams strive to survive, or whatever the fuck it was called way back in the day. But, um... Yeah, man, I, I love elimination matches. I think they should get back to it. One of my favorite matches of all time, even though it fell flat for people at the time, but I remember I've watched this match so many times. But the uh, the Alliance versus whatever, the WWE team or whatever, WCW versus WWE, like 2001 Survivor Series. I fucking love that match, dude. Like, even though it didn't have all the stars, but that was one of the best fucking elimination tag team matches I've ever seen. Okay, let's get into this match. Jensen absolutely eats shit off of the top rope. Looked painful, and then he's eliminated. So, oof. Uh, it looked like, um, I think it was the coffee bro, one of the coffees. Um, he touched the rope. But the way that he sold that dude, Jensen, like, I, like I, I literally went, oh, like, holy shit. My wife was in the kitchen at the time, and she, I had to rewind it. And, like, yo, you got to check this out. Like, it was a rough fall. Thumbs up for that. Great selling. Uh, I don't know if that's selling because it looked like he just fucking ate it, man. Right? Ate the shit. Creed's with an awesome doomsday device-like move. They eliminate Gallus, so they're out of here. Thumbs up for that move. You know, if you know what the doomsday device is, you know, uh, Legion of Doom, uh, Creed Brothers did a version of that, but instead of, like, the the clothesline off the top, uh, Brutus just, like, fucking cannonballs into the dude. So that was really cool. Things have absolutely broken down on the outside, getting absolutely banana. Julius Creed going absolutely insane, dude. Like, thumbs up. He was a fucking ball of fire going absolutely crazy i'm really really liking julius creed lately that guy is awesome kemp comes down for to help out his boys and then swerve he attacks julius with the chair oh my god pretty deadly win and they're the new champions holy shit dude what a wild mess of a match i fucking loved it i it was awesome i i you know i didn't see the swerve from kemp turning on his boys the creed bros and fucking yeah so many wild spots, man. AEW level of tag team wrestling, man. I really enjoyed it. Like, if this was on AEW, this would fit right in. This is an 8.5 out of 10. Really like this match as well. Okay, next up, we got Tony D. Tony D. He's hanging out in the back. What's he doing? What's he talking about? Well, he's eating some fucking... He's eating some... What the fuck are those things? Uh, uh, some sort of Italian fucking biscotti or whatever the fuck. Anyway, Grimes walks by. Actually, Grimes walks by. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> Grimes walks by for the third time. Thank you very much. Grimes walks by four times. Dude, Tony asks... If he wants to join, he wants to join up with the family, hell yeah, sounds good to me, dude, I love Grimes, I like Tony D, even though he's not the greatest wrestler to watch, he's not that entertained to watch in the ring, but I like the gimmick, uh, but sadly, Grimes refuses for now, so what the fuck, uh, get the hell, maybe this is what's gonna happen, I guess, I'm guessing this is what they're going for here, so maybe Tony D and the family, they get Grimes to join, and then they take on the fucking weird dyad people and Joe Gacy or whatever, they kick the shit out of them, everyone starts to love Tony D, because you should love Tony D, he's Italian who doesn't love a good Italian, anyway, 
that was that was you know there wasn't much of a segment it's more of a storyline building thing so i don't know i liked it uh <laughs> satamura next up Satamura, that's a triple threat match. Satamura, say it again, versus Davenport versus Mandy Rose to unify the UK and NXT women's titles. That's the theme of this whole pay-per-view. If you haven't got that, uh, I don't know if it's like NXT UK is ending. I thought they're, I think they're doing something called NXT U- Europe now, but they're unifying, uf- unifying all the NXT UK titles with the NXT titles. So you got you got an influx of a whole bunch of new talent. You know. Uh, all the people from UK, well, at least the champions anyway, are all coming over, and it just really boosted up the 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 tier of the roster on NXT. I really dug it, really dug it. And then on top of that, not only do they get Satamura, but they get this new girl, Davenport. And dude, she's growing on me. So let's get into this match. Who's gonna win this match? Satamura entrance was fucking awesome, man. I haven't actually seen her entrance before my wife claims that we we have seen her before but i don't remember uh loved her entrance thumbs up for that mandy also had a really awesome entrance she comes fucking in on in the fucking lamborghini i think it was you know i'm not a i'm not a big car guy but i'm pretty sure that was a lamborghini might have been a ferrari nice whip uh thumbs up for that holy shit dude uh this match was a banger i absolutely loved it it was hard hitting it was all over the place uh all the women were getting in really stiff offense satamura really impressed me you know uh, I, from what i could tell you know this may have been the first time i seen her i absolutely loved it i loved davenport you know in this match she was really really good uh mandy even like i know mandy rose isn't necessarily always the greatest worker in there but she's gotten a lot better over the years she's been around for a long time uh she's really improved really shun in this match like i really really loved the the interactions between all three women i love the chemistry and they they literally just kicked the shit out of each other i was i was very pleasantly surprised thumbs up uh, my girl Davenport, I was rooting for her to win. She didn't get it done, but wow, dude, she did everything she could in this match. She was fucking breaking up near falls. It was excellent. I really, really liked this match. Thumbs up. I'm giving this one a nine out of ten. Excellent match, and congratulations, Mandy Rose. She won the match. I don't even think I even mentioned that who won the match, but Mandy Rose won the match. Uh, she is now the undisputed fucking NXT Women's Champion. She's been the the NXT Champion down. Down there nxt women's champion down there for a, quite a while now i like toxic attraction they're really good mandy rose you know she was okay you know i didn't really like her at first but she's really really improved uh she's really uh grown into a role here on nxt and i've been really enjoying her it was an excellent match i really recommend you check it out i might have to watch it again just to make sure it was that nine out of ten but uh i i that's just going on my gut feelings when i was writing my notes it gave it a nine out of ten so i really liked it Next up, we got Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. They're going up against the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, uh, Carter and Chance. Uh, during the match, Toxic Attraction comes down to interfere, and Chance and Carter take advantage. Like, they actually interfered with Dewdrop and Nikki, which I thought was weird. I was like, what the hell? I thought they would have came down to interfere with the, the tag champions, but they didn't. And uh, then, yeah, Carter and Chance just take advantage. They w- they retain their titles. It was an okay match. Uh, pretty standard tag team match. Nothing really crazy. I'm giving it a 5.5 out of 10. Uh, honestly, I just wish Nikki and Dewdrop got the win there. If it did, if it if they did, I would have gave it like a six and a half, seven, just because I I just adore Nikki and Dewdrops. Like ever since she showed up, I was like, oh wow, uh, she, I instantly fell in love with her. Yeah, really big fans of them. 
Next up, we got Grayson Waller. He's talking about his mom. Tells her to kiss his ass, though. Like, <laughs> it was really funny because he's, like, talking all sweet about his mom. And he's just like, kiss my ass, ma. And I was like, what the fuck? Made me giggle. Uh, says he's going to boink a model, and he's fucking out of here. Okay. It was pretty funny. Grayson Waller has is, uh, you know, he's a great talker. And it was an entertaining little spot there. Tyler Bate versus Braun Breaker. This is the main event to unify the NXT and UK championships. Oh baby, here we go. How good how good can can Tyler Bate make Braun Breaker look? I mean, I'm not saying that Braun Breaker is bad in the ring. He's just kind of I don't know, white bread with a little bit of butter on there, you know, not really much going on. He's kind of I don't know. He's okay. He's definitely not bad. I won't call him bad. He's fairly entertaining. I wish he would you know, buy in a little more to being a Steiner. He th he showed off a couple moves, Steiner moves in this match, but I, I want him to do the Steiner recliner. I want him to say math more. I want him to do all that. Like, come on, dude. Anyway, Bates lifts, lifts up Braun and gives him an airplane spin into a driver. Like, okay, well, if you don't know, Tyler Bates is not the tallest man, but he is strong as fuck. He's got some of the beefiest legs I've ever seen, and Braun Breaker is a big boy. He's a big boy, not Batista-level big boy, but, you know, maybe a tier and a half underneath that, but he's big. He's big. Um, thumbs up for that. That was really impressive. Bates springs right into a massive spear from Braun, for the W, this was a very good match, man. Uh, these two are future are the future of the business for the next decade plus. Bates is always a treat to watch, man. Like every almost every move that he does is extremely entertaining. I love his little fake punch that he does, even though Braun uh, countered it. But that punch every every time he does it, it gets me every single time he does it. And I think the other one that gets me every single time, what I mean by gets me every single time, it literally makes me go oh oh. Like I, I always think he he hits it so good that like i it, some, he may actually punch the guy in the face i don't know i think the other one is andrade his spin elbow oh my god dude every time he does that it fucking makes me go oh baby god damn uh <laughs> anyway uh braun gets the huge victory here uh he's the undisputed nxt champion and uk champion i don't know undisputed champion seven and a half out of ten you know i'm not the biggest fan of braun breaker in the ring he's pretty you know at least for me you know i've seen a ton of big guys that do offense do moves very similar to him he's nothing special in my eyes yes he's an incredible athlete he's very impressive that way he can make big jumps and very strong and all that but i just want him to work a little bit more on the his in ring i guess i still liked it though uh, I really like this show, dude. It was awesome. Almost a full banger start to finish. Uh, women's tag team match was the weakest on the card for me, but it wasn't bad. You know, it was just kind of eh, just kind of a tag team match. Uh, I think it was more of a storyline build thing because uh, Toxic Attraction coming down to help the, the, the champs, which I thought was really weird. Uh, all the other matches, though, were really good, especially the women's championship triple threat. I thought was absolutely excellent. Thumbs up. Highly recommend y'all check that one out. Honestly, just check out the fucking whole show. It was really good. I really loved all the NXT UK talents uh, going up against the NXT talents and unifying all the titles. Just made it, uh, just gave it a big feel, even though it, it wasn't in the 60,000. If this wasn't the 60,000 
people arena this would have been dope but it was a smaller venue the crowd was fucking hot though i loved it it was a big feel for every match they're all big title matches for the most part unifying matches which we don't get very often that's not a thing that happens very often in wrestling so it was fucking cool uh, i thought it was a great show dude i'm giving this an eight and a half out of ten really really dug this show uh, highly recommend you check this one out. Uh, uh, I'm not going to say uh, which one was my favorite yet because we still have one more show to get to, and that show is All Out, baby. AEW's All Out pay-per-view. This is taking place in Chicago because where the fuck else are they going to do their stuff? Because they, they, I swear to God, they stop in Chicago every other fucking week. But um, here again in Chicago... I did watch the buy-in. There was a handful of matches on there, so I'm just going to talk about them just quickly. Uh, the first match on the buy-in was Sammy and Ty versus Ruby and Ortiz. Ortiz and Ruby come out on the fucking, like, go-kart thing, and Sammy pushes his wife out of the way, and he absolutely gets blasted by the car. It was fucking hilarious. He literally got hit by the, sh- by the fucking go-kart thing. I don't know what the hell it is, but it was awesome. Uh, made me giggle, of course, and a thumbs up. Ruby takes this, like, awkward-looking fall on her neck. Like, I don't know, dude. Didn't look good. And she had a really rough night, man, overall. Looks like her nose got broken as well. Uh, match seemed to get cut off short. I don't know if, if Ruby was legitimately hurt. Don't know if she actually fucked her neck up there. If, you, if you've if seen it, it didn't look good, man. It, it definitely didn't look uh, like something I'd want to do to my neck. But, um, yeah, Sammy and Ty get the victory. Uh, I'm not going to rank this one because uh, I felt like it would be unfair because I think someone got hurt. So I'm just not going to rank it uh yeah sorry next up we got cool hand angelo paca versus hook for the ftw title red rum from hook he gets the w pretty quick uh open and close case here he has jumped after the match though but his boy action bronson the guy that does his theme music which is absolutely fucking awesome he jumps out from the crowd comes in for the save uh this one honestly was a couple moves shy of a squash match but uh you know angelo got in a couple moves you know hook sold a little bit not too much but uh it was fine hook is the shit i love hook Next up, we got Kip Sabian versus Pac for the All-Atlantic Championship match, or All-Atlantic Championship. Kip hasn't been in the ring, apparently, for, like, almost three years or three years, which I was like, whoa, holy fuck, like, wow, that, I had no idea. But, honestly, he ain't miss a beat, he looks really good in the ring, he's, like, playing with the crowd, the really hot crowd, I was just loving that visual, really funny, made me giggle, and I'm giving it a thumbs up. His mind, his uh, mind though, appears to be a couple fries short of a Happy Meal. He eats a, f- a red arrow, and Pac retains his title. Good match, you know. It was really nice to see Kip back in the ring there. Haven't even realized, like I said, that he's been gone that long. But uh, nice to see him back in the ring. Seven out of ten. Next up, the main event, I guess, of the uh, of the buy-in. We got Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. If you don't know Ishii, he is a legend from New Japan. I have I have been uh, treated to watch uh, these two fight before. It was fucking. It blew my mind. Like I was literally texting up my buddy Kyle. I was like, dude, this is free on YouTube right now. Go watch this match. If it doesn't make you a, a wrestling fan, you're insane. And uh, I don't know if you ever watched it. So uh, if you're listening to this, Kyle, tell me if you if if you didn't watch. Watch that one. Watch this one because it was fucking ridiculous. Crowd was absolutely on fire for Eddie Kingston, as they should be. He's amazing. Thumbs up for that. I'm not. There's. What can I say about this match? It was an absolute fucking war. Go watch it. They, it's just two dudes literally beating the fuck out of each other for like 15 minutes. Honestly, I think they're a little bit. Too, it was a little too long, but uh, you know, I like it. 
Now, let's get into the main show. Main card, baby. Kicking it off with the Casino Royale ladder match. I don't know. I think it's called the Casino Royale. I, maybe I, I added that. I think it sounds better. But Casino Ladder Match. I was really fun. I'm really excited. I love ladder matches, dude. I think they're my favorite. I, You know, there's a lot of matches out there. But ladder matches are definitely up there. I love ladder matches. Especially ladder matches with, like, fucking 10 people in it. We got Wheeler Yuta, Ray Phoenix, Claudio Castanoli, Penta, Dante... Andrade, Rush, and the Joker, who we do not know who that is yet. So we're supposed to find that out at the end, or whenever they come in, but there's a mystery person. Uh, honestly, man, this match was a bit clunky for the first few minutes. They seemed, like, really confused at times, like, not maybe forgetting what their next spot was. I don't know. It just seemed really clunky. But uh, once Dante came in, it seemed like it definitely picked up. Dante was absolutely excellent, dude. He was flying all over the place. He was my MVP of this of this ladder match. Thumbs up for him. And then a group of hooded men wearing black come down. The fuck is this shit? And of course, I was going to love this. It's fucking Stokely and his group of freaking dummies that take his card and all joined up with him. And then Stokely climbs the ladder. Everyone got beaten down by the fucking hooded dudes and his whatever. He takes the chip down and the match is over. What the fuck? The, and, and the last man, the Joker comes in. He's wearing a mask. We have no idea who he is. Comes out into the ring. About to pull off his mask. Crowd is fucking going crazy. Oh, and then no, no, no. We're not going to get the fucking unveiling. So what the hell, man? Uh, honestly, I was very disappointed in this match. It was like really noticeable, at least to me, how confused everybody seemed, except for Dante. Uh, between the spots uh, when they did hit the spots though they were fine there was nothing wrong with the spots it just seemed like the transitions were really clunky it just didn't really seem to be very well done in my opinion match to and and on top of that i felt the match was too short and the finish for me yes it was interesting but i uh, left a real bad taste in the mouth of like me the crowd we were all kind of, it was kind of quiet didn't didn't not a good way to kick off the main show man like i didn't like it i'm giving it a four out of ten did not like it thumbs down bad Next up, we got, let's see if they can fucking bring it back, because it was a bad start for me. Trio's Tag Tournament Finals, Dark Order, uh, Hungi versus, and, no, Hungi and Reynolds and Adam Hangman Page versus o Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Uh, we're finally here, the finals of the Trio's Tournament. Uh, one of the uh, Dark Order guys got hurt, and he won't be in it, so Hangman has taken over the last couple weeks. Let's get into it, baby. Who's going to win the first ever Trio's Tag Tournament? titles and AEW. Omega looks incredible, I must say. He's looking real jack baby, looking healthy. The tape is off. He looks fucking incredible. He's wet, he's glistening, he looks great. Hungi counters the the one-winged angel into a roll-up and one of the fucking closest best near falls I've ever seen. The crowd was so hot, so crazy for it. Thumbs up. That was so fucking good. I would have been like, I would have, it was so good in fact that I would have been, like, the, the roll-up was so good, I would have been fine if, if Hungy got the win right there, but Hangman nails the buckshot, but, but, uh, he nails down, he nails his own partner, Omega gets the pin, and new, and first ever, AEW Trios Tag Team Champions, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I don't know what just, did I just I don't did I just I think I just blacked out for a second there. Anyway, it was a great match. I love seeing Hungy and Reynolds shining on the big stage, you know. These are guys since the beginning. Uh they're they, they've been here since the beginning. They kind of got 
into the the elevation dark and they just became like crowd favorites and I, I was just really happy to see these two guys you know shining on the big stage getting a shot at some world titles or uh, some big you know titles titles are good titles are great uh but they were both awesome in this match you know they didn't look out of place hungi is honestly pro- probably one of my favorite guys on the roster i absolutely adore that little guy thumbs up of course the chemistry of the bucks hangman and omega is always incredible I can watch those four guys go at it all, all day. But you add in a little hungy, you add in some Reynolds, it gets an 8 out of 10. So back on track here, the show's uh, getting back. Okay, next up, we got Athena versus Jade Cargill with the baddies for the TNT title. Jade has a new look. She has long hair now. She's been, you know, she's always had short hair. Uh, she's dressed up like the She-Hulk. I honestly dig it. Uh, except for the green paint that she had. I don't know. It wasn't done very well. She could could have gone without the green paint all over her body. Uh, but I dig the hair. Hair is fantastic. Athena blasts one of the baddies with a dropkick into the railing. That was fucking phenomenal. I absolutely <laughs> That might have been what I was confusing the, the previous kick that I talked about. But they were both great. This one, though, was dope. She fucking went flying. Cardgill hits Jaded. And she retains the title. And it's 37-0. and 0. Yes, Jade Cargill has not lost a match in AEW. She is 37-0 and 0 right now. Fine match. It was short. But uh, fast. it was a decently fast-paced match. Crowd was, was fired up for Athena. She got close. But no cigar, man. 6 out of 10. It was fine. It was good. Good-ish. All right. I don't know. I'm going to have to, like, write out the scoring system so I can actually, like, I, I'll, whatever. Next up, we got the trio, a trios match. Uh, Sabin and Shelly, the Motor City Machine Guns, and Jay Lethal. Uh, these are some fucking TNA Impact Wrestling uh, alumni, uh, legends. For, they're going up against FTR and Wardlow. Pretty standard trios tag match. You know, Lethal hitting uh, the dual cutters was really cool. I really like that. Thumbs up. Lethal ate five Wardlow powerbombs for the W. Just fucking massacred him. Giving it a five and a half out of ten. After the match, my fucking boy, Samoa Joe, comes down. They beat down the bad guys, and Dax's little girl snaps Dutt's pencil. She gets, uh, he gets laid out. She pins him. Fuck yeah. Great little moment there. That was a thumbs up. Uh, really cute, his young little daughter getting in the ring. Uh, next up, we've got Hobbs versus Ricky Starks. Uh, Ricky doesn't get in much offense in this match. You know, Hobbs was pretty dominant for the most part. Uh, not a very, not a very great, nothing special match here. Just gonna give it a five out of ten. Just kind of was there. Uh, but it does set up, you know, po- uh, Hobbs to be, you know, if you don't know who Powerhouse Hobbs is, you know, it's in his name, Powerhouse. The dude is an absolute unit. He is jacked as fuck. So yeah, yeah, he looked like, you know, he it fit the role. You know, he kicked the shit out of Ricky. Next up, we got the AEW World Tag Team Title Match, Swerve in Our Glory versus The Acclaimed, and they are with Daddy Ass. We get a sweet rap, as always, by Max Caster. Very funny. Thumbs up. Made me giggle. We get an Oh, Scissor Me Daddy chance. Oh, Scissor Me Daddy. That was fucking hilarious. Thumbs up. Giggle. Lee accidentally sends his own partner flying uh, off, the, off the collision. Caster lifts up Lee and gives him an FU. I adored that spot, you know. Um, Caster is kind of, you know, he gets compared to John Cena a lot because, you know, he's jacked, he raps, and uh, I love the fact that he gave a big, uh, the big Keith Lee an FU, very John Cena style. Uh, I love that spot. Uh, Very cool. Thumbs up. 
Lee hits the assisted diving stomp, and the champs retain their titles. Uh, this was an awesome match, man. I love, I absolutely adore the acclaimed. Uh, another team getting a shot at the big spotlight, and they delivered, you know, another team that's been uh, more on the, the lower end of the card, but they're 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 up here at the top now, and it's and it's awesome. The they love they're beloved by the crowd. Uh, Cax, uh, Max Caster and uh, the I can't remember the other one's name right now. I apologize, but they're both fucking awesome. Swerve and our glory looked great as well, but they both clocked each other in the match. Will this lead to a possible issue uh, with the team down the line? You know, I never thought I'd, it was really surprising to me to see Keith Lee when he came in uh, to go into a tag team. That's like not what I expected him to do. Thought he would go on a singles thing, you know, get into a world title shots maybe but no he went into a tag team situation which i thought was weird so maybe this is the beginning of the the tag team breaking up but they retain their their titles tonight great match eight out of ten Next up, we got the Fatal 4-Way for the Interim AEW Women's Championship. We got Hikaru Shida versus Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter versus Britt Baker. So Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, they're buddies. Uh, so that's kind of the storyline going into this. So let's go. Shida doesn't quite nail the kip-up. Then Tony does a perfect kip-up. And Shida flips out. That was just super cute. I, I love that little spot there. Uh, thumbs up. Hayter has it one, but her buddy, Britt Baker pulls her, pulls the referee out of the ring. Fucking hater flips out. She eats a pile driver, and Britt tries to steal the pin. That little fucking snake. I love her though. Fucking hilarious spot and a thumbs up. Tony Storm hits the DDT and new AEW Women's Champion. Holy shit! Fucking rights. Uh, lots to take in here, man. Uh, what are they gonna? What's gonna be the fallout between Britt Baker and and Jamie Hader? You know, the, the hater was definitely pissed off at Britt Baker. Uh, this was a great match, man. Uh, fan of all four of these women. They put on an absolute clinic. Uh, I'm a little sad that Hater didn't get the win. I was rooting hard for her, but uh, she looked great, dude. She looks great, I, I, and the crowd was really behind her. I can see her being a future women's champion in this in this company for sure. Like after what if they go into a program, Britt versus Hater, I think Hater should come out on top, and then she should go for a world title shot. And I think she should come out, man. She's fucking great, and uh, I really like the match. Eight out of ten. Yeah, AEW. They're they're really in their stride now in the show. Next up, we got Christian versus Jungle Boy. So, dude, these guys have been in a fucking heated feud over the last, I don't know, month or two. It's been a while. So, Christian was uh, mentoring Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Then he turned on Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus turned on Jungle Boy. And he joined up with Christian. Then Lucha came back to Jungle Boy. But... Luchasaurus? No! Not again! He attacks Jungle Boy and slams him on the solid steel. Ouch. Then he puts him through a table. Holy fuck, dude. What the hell are you doing, Luchasaurus? He turns again? Jungle Boy's mom and sister are watching in horror in the crowd. I fucking love that. I love when the when the family's there and then, and then they get absolutely obliterated. Thumbs up. Match begins. Spear, kill switch, Christian wins. Well, fuck. This was a, a nothing match. You know, that that's literally it. Spear, quill, kill switch, over. Uh, so I, I'm not going to rank it because it was a nothing match. But, um, dude, wow. 
uh, Christian, uh, give him the award for the biggest needle dick in the world. Like, wow, dude, what a fucking shit eating heel. Christian might be the best heel in the world right now. I am adoring him. It's so fucking entertaining. This rivalry is so heated. Once, um, jungle boy gets his revenge though, it's going to be so fucking sweet. Like, Oh, once he gets his hands finally on Christian, dude, uh, Luchasaurus though, you got to pick a side, bro. What are we doing? Like, yeah. I don't understand. Was it was was this the plan? All was Christian behind this the whole time? Was Luchasaurus never actually on Jungle Boy's side? Is that what was going on? Am I an idiot? Uh, I, honestly, I kind of like heel Luchasaurus a bit more. If I if I'm being honest, I I just I like it better. He has, the song's cool. He looks cooler. He's a badass. He should be a heel. All right, we got Lionheart Chris Jericho going up against Brian Danielson. Oh baby, this should be a banger. We got some skinny white boy, don't know who he is. He's singing a song for the crowd about greatness or whatever. And not gonna lie, I was singing the song for like the last couple days. Greatness, greatness. I don't, I don't know if he was singing it legit. I don't really give a fuck. So let's just get into the match. Chris slapping the shit out of Brian Danielson, uh, but he goes full Buddhist mode and just no sells them. Just, just sits there taking them. Fucking awesome. Thumbs up. Chris counters a top rope Rana into the walls of Jericho. That was so fucking sick. So clean. Thumbs up. We get a tombstone from fuck Chris Jericho. I don't know. Like, that must be a New Japan thing that he was doing. I don't think I've ever seen him do that. No way The Undertaker was going to let him do that move in the WWE, but I loved it. Thumbs up. We get the Lion Tamer. He locks that bitch in. Thumbs up. If you don't know the difference between uh, the Lion Tamer and the Walls of Jericho. Walls of Jericho is just a Boston Crab. Just legs. Uh, pulled back and uh, sitting down on the back but a lion tamer you get the knee it's similar you get the knee down legs pulled back so you're high torque on the back and you get the knee uh, bent into their neck it's just so much better looking I wish I don't know why he would ever not do the lion tamer it's so much better looking anyway Brian fights out of it Chris sneaks in a low blow behind the referee's back Judas effect and Jericho wins wow Jesus, dude, what a stiff, hard-hitting fight. My word, almost every shot was ridiculous. And the commentary was talking about it all throughout the match, like how how heavy-handed Chris Jericho is, like underratedly. Like, he is a stiff son bitch, man. Like, he really is. And, of course, Brian Danielson. Okay, he's so stiff all the time. Really enjoyed the submissions. I would love to see these two in an Iron Man submission match next, dude. That would be so fucking sick. But the match was friggin' awesome, giving it an 8.5 out of 10. Next up, we got House of Black versus Darby, Sting, and Miro joining with them. Uh, yeah, cool entrance from House of Black, man. Very cool. Uh, just badass. Uh, everyone's got cool face paint on, so fucking cool. Get a nice ovation for Darby and Sting. I mean, how can you not? Those they're, they're both just fucking badasses. Miro is being selfish. He's not tagging in anybody. He won't tag in Darby, so he has to, like, tag himself in. So that's kind of a building storyline throughout the match. Sting gets in there, and he lays down the Stinger Splashes, man. Thumbs up for that. I just love... It's so crazy to see this guy still doing it. Malachi is bleeding now underneath the eye. Sting locks in the death lock. House of Black comes in to break it up, but Sting just won't let it go, dude. It's so cool. He's like, they're, each one of them, like, punch him in the face. He goes, ah! Another one would punch him in the face. He's like, ah! And they're just like, what the fuck? And he just won't let it go. Thumbs up. So fucking awesome spot. 
Sting spits the mist into the eyes of Malachi Black, uh, something that Malachi's been doing to uh, Darby and, and, and Miro and Sting all throughout the last few weeks. He gets his now in his face. Honestly, though, I didn't see anything come out of Sting's mouth. I don't... I, I, maybe he swallowed it, but I don't. I didn't see anything. Uh, but Darby pins Malachi for the W. Dude, it is fucking insane seeing a 63-year-old Sting still looking this good in the ring. Like, yeah, he was only in there for a minute, but it was a clean minute. It was a fun minute. It was dope. Thumbs up. Fun match. Uh, it was a little short. Darby is probably the most reckless seller in the business. He just throws himself around. One of these days, he's going to pay for that. But uh, for now, he's young and dumb and full of, you know what, uh, thumbs up. Get, I really like the match. 7 out of 10. After that, we got Jericho talking to Garcia in the back. He's telling him that Jericho Appreciation Society ain't going to be there for him for his title match this week on Dynamite. What the fuck? Oh, without question now, Garcia is going to be joining Blackpool Fight Club. Come on now. Like, come on. It has to happen. He's the perfect fit. All right, baby. Main event time. We got CM Punk versus John Moxley. He's coming out with William Regal for the AEW World Championship. So last week on Dynamite, we got a fucking wet fart of a match. Uh, CM Punk gets squashed by Moxley in a few minutes. Claims that his foot was hurt. Uh, big letdown. Everyone was like, what the fuck? What happened? Uh, so are they going to redeem themselves tonight with a real fucking banger of a match? Let's find out. Anyone else, uh, though, before we get into the match, sick of Punk's cult of personality entrance theme? Like, I'm the cult of personality. It's a banger of a song, dude. I'm just like, what happened to This Fire Burns Like by uh, Killswitch Engage? That song is fucking sick. But um, anyway, anyone else out there is kind of getting sick of it? I am. Crowd is hot for the hometown punk, of course. Chicago loves CM Punk. They try to boo Moxley, like he comes out, they, they're loving him at first, they try to get him some boos, but I don't, I don't think they can help it, man, they're cheering for him too, uh, you can't help it, he's too good. Punk is awake tonight, dude, he flies out of the gates with offense, he's just fucking, all this offense, hits an early GTS, holy fuck, I thought the match might have been over there, I was like, no, 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 in the near fall though, I thought they were gonna, they, they teased it, like, oh, is this gonna be another one minute fucking wet fart of a match, but nope, it keeps going. Punk gets busted open. Mox licks Punk uh, licks Punk's blood. That's just fucking gross, man. That's fucking gross. Punk goes for an elbow drop, and Mox catches him into a chokehold. That was fucking sweet. Punk gets uh, hit. Uh, Punk hits a GTX, a GTS, and Mox just like you know. Uh, Punk goes down, falls to his uh, feet or falls to his knees, and then Moxley just collapses on top of him, It and and Punk is all bloodied, it was just a really fucking cool visual, you can see the, the fire in Punk's eyes, he lifts up Moxley yet again, nails another go to sleep, and new AEW world champion, holy fuck, they did it, wow, I did not expect Punk to get the win here, um, Jesus, we got, um, yeah, whoa, I don't, I, okay uh it was a good ass match though i like the match i'm not sure how i feel about cm punk i literally just finished watching it like uh, 40 minutes ago i'm still kind of like processing uh punk being the champion um i'm fine with it you know my, it was a it was a solid match uh seven and a half out of ten then the lights go out oh fuck what the what the fuck like 
at this point, like, I don't know who's like, what are we going to get Bray, Bray Wyatt? We getting Braun Strowman. Like, who is it? Like, I don't know. There's so many possibilities right now. Like anybody, I thought I was like, anybody can come out right now. We get, we, we hear this weird answering machine message from Tony Khan. He's saying that he wants someone to be at All Out. He says, I'll put you in the ladder match. I'll pay you whatever you want. I'll give you all the spawn dooley, bro. Just be here at All Out. And then the masked man from earlier who won the match, won the Casino Battle Royale, whatever match, ladder thing, he reveals himself to be MJF. Oh, buddy, yeah, Fuck yeah, MJF is back, Punk holds up his title, and MJF gives the belt around the waist motion, and the show ends. Dude, oh my god, okay, I I, I, I have not talked about MJF yet, I don't think, on this podcast, because he, he has been gone since I started this podcast, so, MJF, dude, one of my favorites if not my favorite in the business right now. Uh, he's new, he's young. This guy is extremely talented, extremely talented on the mic, very solid sound in the ring, puts on incredible stories in the ring, is incredible on the mic, dude. Um, I don't know what to say. Like this guy is prime time CM Punk on the mic mixed in with with some Triple H shit eating heel mixed in with I don't know. This guy is something special, man. He is one of the one of the most I don't know. He's just enti- he entices me. I can't take my eyes off of this guy when he's when he's in the ring, when he's talking. He is just so good. And I'm so happy that I the last that we've seen of this guy, okay? He allegedly uh, teased the no-show at one of their big pay-per-views. He ended up showing up. He lost. And then he said, fuck this shit. He dropped a pipe bomb of his own on AEW. Said a whole bunch of shit. Said, fuck this. You pay me. I'm out of here. I'm not making enough money. I am holding this business up. All this and that. He leaves. We haven't seen him for weeks. And here he is. He's back. I don't know. So that, that pipe bomb that he dropped was so good. And I, I still, to this day, I have no idea if it was real or if he blurred the lines of reality and and a and a and a, and a promo so good that that I can't tell. I, I still, that's how good it is. Like I can't tell if this shit's real. If if he's legitimately holding up the owner of the company for money. If he's if he's planning to walk to WWE. He's he teased that he was gonna leave and go to the competitor WWE. Like I would I would have flipped my fucking baloney if he showed up in WWE. I would have fucking lost my mind. This dude is incredible. I am so excited that he's back. I cannot wait to talk about this guy week in and week out. Um. He is a special, special talent, man. I fucking love this guy. Uh, can't wait. Uh, apparently, I'm, I guess I'm guessing we're going into a storyline with uh, him and versus CM Punk. Uh, I, I hope that we get more out of um, you know the the battle between MJF and Tony Khan, the owner of the company. You know, I hope they keep doing that. And and the way that he is blurring the lines between re- reality and show business, it's incredible. It's must watch. This guy, he is the hottest talent I think in the business today. Um, incredible. Uh, so happy that he's here. So, okay, let's, let's wrap this show up. So, uh, buy-in did have a couple, I mean, they did have a good, uh, good couple matches before the show started. So the buy-in did have some good stuff on it. Ishii versus Kingston was a brutally stiff fight. If you're, if you, uh, didn't watch the buy-in, I recommend you go out there. And if you haven't watched Ishii versus Kingston before, 
go check it out. It's worth it. You'll like it. Show did have some down points though, man. The casino ladder match was a real dud for me. I I don't know what to say. It does help now that uh, I know that uh, the the masked man was MJF, but you know he wasn't even in the match, so uh, the match was still weak. I thought the match wasn't very good. I thought it was it was clunky and and a mess. And yeah, I didn't like it. Got a little slow in the middle, but uh, it got we got a handful of great matches all back to back. You know, there's a a good amount of great matches in there. Uh, my favorite being Jericho versus Danielson. That was, that was my personal favorite. You let me know which which one of your uh, which one of the matches was your favorite. Uh, Jericho versus Danielson being mine because it was so stiff. I just love watching Chris Jericho work. It's oh, it's, mwah, Chef's kiss, so good. Very good main event and topped off with the return of MJF. This was a really good show, man. I'm giving it a seven and a half out of ten. So there you go. There's an extra little bonus podcast for you there. Uh, I'm just going to say now, since I didn't mention it at the beginning of the show, I'm going to upload this uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I'm going to push the hockey podcast to Thursday just so I don't oversaturate the week with with too many uh, podcasts in a row. And then we'll be back to normal again with regular uh, scheduling. Everything will be back next week. Hockey on Wednesdays. You got uh, wrestling on Saturday and games on Sunday. So that'll all be back. So you're just getting an extra podcast shoved in there. It's just going to scooch a couple things over just a little bit. So you'll be fine. You'll make it. You get four podcasts this week. So shut up. Um, honestly, man, I thought the UK, uh, the NXT Worlds Collide was the best show of the weekend. Um, they were all good though. They were all, all three of them were very good. All worth watching for sure. I just personally liked the, 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 God, get it out. What are you doing? Uh, NXT one, I thought was excellent. I thought it was very good. Very worth the time. It was a smaller show that might've helped it out. I thought the, the Clash of the Castle was long, a little too long, too much, self-promotion within you know we don't need every uh you know every match before to have a five to ten minute video package like you you tone that down you have a pre-show for all that shit so i don't know why they do it you can you could squeeze in an extra match in there and then aew i thought they had too many matches i thought there was maybe one or two matches that didn't need to be on there i think in total man there was like 14 fucking matches including the buy-in like there's a lot of matches in there so you know, I think there. Were, I think uh, NXT got it perfect, just the right amount of matches. A little bit of of, of storyline in the in between there was really good. It was my favorite. So you guys let me know which of the three pay per views this weekend was your favorite. Did you like All Out the best? Did you like Worlds Collide? Did you like Clash at the Castle? Uh, and what was your favorite match overall? Me personally, I think I'm going with the NXT uh, Triple Threat Women's Match: Davenport versus Rose versus. The other lady, um, it was really fucking good. I might have to go back and rewatch that one and make sure that it was that good. I haven't added it yet to my match of the year list because I just want to make sure, because I'm not going to lie, I was high as fuck on mushrooms. So I just want to make sure that everything was, you know, I've gone back and watched a couple of them uh, just to make sure that, 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 you know, I wasn't giving it an extra... 0.5 or an extra point because I was fucking tripping on shrooms and having the time of my life. But uh, for the most part, I think the match was excellent. You guys let me know what you thought of this weekend. It was a hell of a weekend. Great, great week for wrestling, dude. I was just overloaded and smitten and and had a great time watching all this wrestling. You guys let me know uh, how you enjoyed your wrestling. Um, and also make sure you go down and check the links down below. You can check out my YouTube channel and Twitter. Make sure you follow along on Twitter. Bunch of extra stuff over there. Uh, just 
go over there and check it out. You might find something over there that I'm doing on Twitter that you like. So yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, hockey will be on Thursday. Sorry about that. Just don't want to oversaturate it. Thank you for watching. Listening. God damn it.